This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And we're joined today by Esther Walker. Hello, Esther. Hi, here I am. Hooray. Now, we're having a sort of a food special today, aren't we? Because you're, would you describe yourself as a foodie? Uh, no, I would never describe myself or anyone else as a foodie. Uh, but I do write about cooking and do quite a lot of cooking. That's, yeah. Quite a lot. You've written a whole book about cooking, I've Esther. Don't whole... be modest. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But I still <laughs> describe myself as a foodie. I think that's, I think it's a really horrid word and it's really overused. I don't think we'll be using it for the rest of the podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair stop, enough. Stop, yeah. stop using the word foodie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the book is called The Bad Cook, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite self-explanatory, but yeah. what, what sort of was the, the ethos behind it? I was a bad cook, uh, and then I had to learn how to cook, but also bad cook was also, you know, I'm a bad cook, but also like, I'm a bad cook kind of thing. I mean, that's oh. a bit pathetic, because obviously I'm not a bad cook, because I live in the suburbs and wear aprons and stuff and don't listen to rap, but there's, <laughs> uh, that, it was, it was the, it was, the idea was that... I was writing about food and cooking, but from a non-flowery apron, pastel, silicon, utensil point of view. So, sort of less Great British Bake Off, more big massive f*** up. Yeah, Uh, that was the idea behind Bad Cook. And then, you know, it was just about teaching myself how to cook and what works and what doesn't work. Uh, in a hopefully in a kind of non patronising way, just because I, I you know I've never been to cookery school, I've never worked in a restaurant. Um, I just kept to cook for my husband and myself. Um, and uh, yes, and you're a mother of two kids. So so yeah, tell us a bit more about your family. Uh, so I'm married to Giles, mm-hmm. who is a restaurant critic and a journalist and a broadcaster. Um, and I've got two children: Kitty, who is four, and Sam, who is 21 months. Yeah, there are a couple of little lunatics basically um i didn't really especially feel i felt quite ambivalent about having kids i wasn't really bothered one way or the other uh but obviously my husband's a lot older than me so i had kids he was when I keen was, yeah he was super keen so i had kids when i was 30 um bef- and none of my friends had kids none of my friends had kids so it was very awkward and weird and awful for a long time and now they're all having children and i'm done and it's hilarious <laughs> 
Um, you're like the village elder now. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. You're the one sitting with the Chardonnay okay. going, oh, <laughs> well, you know, just planning my holiday to Antigua next year with both kids. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, so, that, so that's that's how that happened. But my, my sisters have a lot of kids between them. I've got a lot of sisters. I've got three sisters. And one's got four and one's got two. So... And I didn't get on with anyone in my NCT class. They were all kind of crackers. Or maybe I was the crackers one. I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> and uh, and so my sisters were really kind of the people that I, you know, rang and just went, either is this normal or I think I'm going to throw myself onto the train. I just can't deal with this anymore. So that, that, so that's really, yeah, so that's my family. I'm not going to have any more kids. I might get a dog. Um, so you also have a blog recipe rifle yeah. is that the same kind of thing as the book is that yeah it is I mean it started off being it started off kind of as a kind of whimsical kind of la 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 lifestyle blog and then I realised that I just have no facility for that at all I have no kind of aesthetic sense I'm not interested in photographs or photography um, I, my food always looks horrible like dog food um, but tastes nice and so I thought this isn't working and so a kind of a couple of it took a while though I think it takes a while when you're writing a blog to realise what it is you want to write about or who you are and I realised quite quite quickly that I was sort of pretending to be someone I wasn't so I started to write just about failure and I write it about me being a failure and the failures in my life and how rubbish I am and how you know or basically my I just wrote about my faults and my failures and about failures in cooking and it was mu- and it was perfect it was mu- it felt completely real and natural people quite liked it and it, but it was confusing because at the same time as saying I'm so terrible I'm so rubbish I'm so hopeless I was saying cook this it's nice <laughs> um, and people were just like is this a joke and I'm like no 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 no, it's not a joke the recipes totally work and the whole idea was if I can do it you can do it mm. which is not quite right now because as an accident of the blog I am now a really good cook so I it's sometimes I disconnect from my readers slightly because I say, and then you just make a white sauce for six people and then add the broccoli and there you go. Mm, yeah. And I just think actually there are people there who like 16-year-old students who don't know how to make a white sauce. Mm. There's a very handy section on my blog called How to Make a White Sauce. So there you are. Google so, that, you know, dear exactly. listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Get that in your box. <laughs> Problems and solutions. Weird. Um, yeah, no, I, re- I really like your blog. I like I like that the photographs are like realistic because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm a big Pinterest fan. And I spend a lot of time, like, especially when I'm up in the middle of, like, breastfeeding, looking at all these idyllic pictures of, like, people. Like, we were saying earlier, like, um, like the rainbow cake. Yeah. Like, mm. I tried to make the rainbow cake. Mm. It was a disaster. <laughs> like, I lost the blue colouring and the purple colouring. So it was more like a sort of Rastafarian cake. <laughs> it was just red, gold and green. And not very impressive shades of those no. colours. Um, just a total disaster. And I sort of, I like your blog because it makes me feel better about that aspect of my life. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The photos are based basically uh, your food that's what your dinner's going to look like mm. if yeah. you follow my recipe because uh, I love the the tuna the tuna milk oh, muffins yeah, oh yeah those and are amazing they, they just look like something I would like to eat and I like how you wrote it was the closest thing to McDonald's that yeah. I cooked in my house I was like I love this woman yeah. not in a weird way obviously yeah. you can, no. you can still not leave not university no um. no that's right <laughs> Um, what what are your favourite recipes on the blog or what have you had the most feedback about what are the most popular ones anything well it's a bit um, it's a bit skewed because anything by a really famous chef like Jamie or Nigella basically because people google that so if you put Jamie's chicken or Nigella's whatever in in the thing that's what gets read the most that's what gets the most comments uh, that's what we're missing thing. in our promoting isn't it we should just call it Nigella's podcast yeah <laughs> 
Nigella's Britney Naked podcast, then you'll just <laughs> literally... That, that, it's ridiculous. But no, yeah. the, the thing I've had most feedback... This is really pathetic. But the thing I've had most feedback on is how to do a baked potato properly, which is you take a baked potato, you prick it a couple of times, and you put it in your oven as high as your oven will go for one hour. Ah. And that is how you make the world's best baked potato. Mm. And I got... Like I actually, I got proper emails about that. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Do you oil and salt? I no, oil no, and salt. Nothing. No, no, no. Just bang it in. Just a couple of holes. Bang it in. One hour as high as your oven will go. And and so are you are you a crispy crispy outer skin? Well, it depends how fluff. long yeah, you leave yeah, yeah. it in the oven for. But if you mm. leave it in the oven as I did with the baked potato the other day for an hour and a half, Ooh. it does get very crispy on the outside. But do you know what? It's t- quite tasty. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. All uh, right, crispy, take that crispy. home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The takeout broccoli did quite well as well, which is how to do broccoli like it's takeaway. Yes, which is you do it. You don't boil it. You dry fry it in a pan, and then you add uh, about two tablespoons of soy sauce and a, ta- and a teaspoon of honey. Mix it around a bit. Take Properly. That looks and lovely. Yeah. Can you can you do the last bit of the blog? Say it out loud. The last bit of the blog. Not on that that the broccoli bit where you go ta and da. My favourite. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. You get that from Nigella. Don't. You're welcome. Ta fucking da. So you mentioned Jamie and Nigella. Yeah. There are they are they like your favourites? Uh, Jamie Jamie Oliver is basically he you, yeah he's really really good. And he also has every single promising home economist working for him. So he just, he's unstoppable. He turns out recipes that have been checked and double checked by millions of people. They're just, they're just, they're just brilliant. Nigella is, um, Nigella's a wonderful cook, but her recipes are occasionally not quite what I'm looking for. Mm, why? <laughs> Um, Go on, say something bad about Nigella. Go on. No, I would never say anything bad about Nigella. Not, not, and stay on this podcast, you wouldn't. No. Nigella and Cheryl Cole, we do not speak ill of them Cheryl. on the podcast. Sorry, no, no, Cheryl, Cheryl Hernandez Fasini, I beg your pardon. Um, please forgive me, Cheryl. Please forgive me. I'm sorry, Cheryl. I'm sorry, she's Cheryl. She's a big please. fan of the podcast, I believe. She yeah. is, and she's also a beautiful angel sent to serve us, as yeah, I said before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry your luggage in her cavernous dimples. <laughs> Uh, no, Nigella, it, Nigella is brilliant, but she is, in terms of pure practicality, Jamie Oliver. If you, if anything you want to make, Jamie Oliver's done a version, mm. and it is just—I mean, it's a—he is a proper, he's an industry. Whereas Nigella is more just uh, a brilliant writer, a uh, very compelling person. You're forced when you're writing cookbooks to be very, very creative and come up with your own original recipes, which mm. is re- very, very, very hard. I don't do it. I can't do it. No, no. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think in order to keep churning out cookbooks, you have to keep, you're forced to try and be really creative in a really, you know, in a, in a slight, probably slightly quite hateful way. She's just a very brilliant, intelligent person, a brilliant writer. You just want to hang out with her and you smoke do. cigarettes yeah, and yeah, drink yeah. martinis. She's very, mm. very, very, very That's compelling. Lick her face. Something, <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> Steady now. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that they don't write their own recipes though, Jamie and Nigella. I heard that they just have, like have an army of people and they just kind of get the copy for approval now. Mm. I certainly, for Jamie Oliver turns out so many recipes that definitely it's not it's not just him. Mm. Yeah, um, Nigella, I, I don't know. Who's your favourite, Helen? Um, I was I was going to say Jamie Oliver because I think some of the recipes, like the way he does his chicken, where you put the the lemons in the you know in the centre bit. What's that bit called? Cavity. Cavity. Yeah. Look. <laughs> 
I'm a bit of a Delia fan, actually. I do like oh, Adelia. Oh, I see. I find her just a There's a smuggery there that no, I can't but, get on board but I, with. I'm looking over there. You've got her books, Ellie. I have, but yeah, that, yeah I don't. I can't say I use them very often. To be I honest, get, I quite, I quite like it. I mean, she looks like she'd slap me on the bottom, though. Like you know, she looks a bit. You look like you'd like that. <laughs> You're very sapphic today. I don't know what's got into you. I don't you, know me. what it is. Yes, sunshine. <laughs> You've been on the internet again. Yeah. You've been looking at those videos. Oh, you know. whoopsie. No, I don't like. I like Delia just for like the the you know the basics yeah. sort of thing. I quite mm. like. It's a go-to. I think. Yeah, how to bake bread or how to. Oh, because you're always baking bread. Oh, you know you me. Never stop. No. <laughs> Turn up with free chia batter this just this morning, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Right. And the half dozen bagels. But yes. <laughs> But I think that the problem with Delia is that she doesn't give you much explanation as to why she's doing things. No, there's no say, context. You have to do it yeah. like this because otherwise, mm. and I think we're just used to a bit more feedback than that. Mm. And I, I like li- Nigel Slater. How do you feel about Nigel? Yeah, I really like Nigel Slater. Yeah. He's pretty good. I like because because I think as well like his food. It just feels like yeah, I could feasibly make that for my dinner, yeah. and it wouldn't mm. matter if it didn't look like. Yeah a beautiful shop window you know yeah. it's just a bit of chicken isn't it it'd be fine yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I've been into Lorraine recently you know Lorraine yeah, Pascal she's very you know good. Lorraine? Yeah. Um, How to Be a Better Cook is a very very good book yeah very very good and I cooked something out of Ottolenghi the other day you did not I did so I did I did <laughs> <laughs> someone has actually made a Yotam Ottolenghi recipe <laughs> listeners and it's our Helen Thorne Helen how was it it was amazing I cooked a Rich tomatoey, um, oh, what's it? What's the word? Barley Sauce? risotto, oh. and I had like um, lemon peel in it, and lots of like oregano and lots of yummy things. So basically, you have pomegranate molasses on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. the funny thing Zatar? was, no, 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 but it had a marinade. Ras al hanout. Ras al hanout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was delicious, and and I made a marinated feta crumbly thing on the top of it. It was very oh. nice. So basically, you made a pizza with rice. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're, 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 the green pizza, the holy <laughs> trinity of my of my you know my loves is a carbohydrate, a tomato, e thing, yeah. and a cheese. Oh. So you've got your pasta, you've got your cheese on toast, your pizza, it's all, and your That's eggs. Your three main food groups. Yeah. Joe's not keen on it, as you know. He's, he's going. He's disagreeing. Auntie Helen, that. you are wrong. Uh, so, is there anyone you you don't like, Esther, or you, you think there's a bit overrated no one one particular name springs to mind but there were an awful lot of incredibly bad um baking books that came out mm. after on the back of uh, great british bake-off it was just very cynical i thought and baking is very 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 hard mm. and you have to be very very precise and careful and have a lot of help if you're not like a nat- natural baker well yeah. you said that i knocked out that rastafarian cake in about <laughs> half an hour no worries <laughs> fine <laughs> Um, but baking there's a brilliant book the, if you are interested in baking and you want to do more baking uh, Jane Hornby's What to Bake and How to Bake It is the only baking book you should buy it's really mm. really brilliant but there are lots and lots of others and they teach you how to make donuts and like you know some, some massive croc on bouche thing and they're just really lazily done they haven't the recipes haven't been checked and yeah I would line most of those up I've seen a lot of those in the last six months and I would line all of them up against the wall and Mm. burn them pelt them with them <laughs> but no burn them yeah, yeah. Burn. pelt them with a dry muffin yeah yes. Yes. yes I'm not a baker I watch the bake-off avidly but I just mm. sit there and go oh it looks like a lot of effort it does, why yeah, would you it do is. that why would you do that because, because... go down Briggs what's the matter with you <laughs> Gail's is very nice <laughs> it's very it's for, it's for a certain type of person basically it's for a very very precise person who's very kind of neat and methodical as baking that's what baking is for 
that's the kind of person baking is for. So they don't for. kill themselves. They they can follow, you know, put yeah, their energy they just into love, their... They just, they're very precise mm. and they just like everything being nice and neat and tidy. It's the blind baking that gets me. Like, yeah, blind baking is a ball ache. Isn't it? Like, yeah. you know... I like don't ever want anything as much as... So much I have. That. Oh, that. Endlessly bumping into things and burning yeah. stuff you can't <laughs> see. Yeah. Hey! Hey! Yeah. And do you have like a dinner party... Cl- food like that's something you would cook like the, you go the, to that... this week i've had two, i'm got, I've got one dinner party tonight and one on, i had one on tuesday I, I mean unheard of i mm. haven't had a dinner party for about five years yeah and then i've got two in one week so my met i will run you through my menus if Ooh, you like. yes, so please on do. tuesday yes. they're all available on the blog mm-hmm. on tuesday for a starter i did ceviche which was yummy ceviche Ooh. with kind of like nacho crackers things like a tuna or a, like a white fish or it was a haddock to... actually oh yeah it was haddock i was quite surprised about it. i went to my fishmonger and i said uh what's freshest in and he said haddock and i said can i do that on a ceviche he went if you like <laughs> i said okay i'll have some then uh and it was incredibly yeah but you could have said can i make that into a smoothie and he'd go yeah, 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 yeah. ten quid exactly <laughs> exactly no, it was really it was great actually it has to be very very fresh i mean ceviche always has to be you basically don't make ceviche unless you live next to a fishmonger if you live next to a fishmonger make the ceviche if you cannot get fish that was caught that morning do not make ceviche Yuck. there's no point no uh and then we had uh an aromatic uh pork belly um stew by which is quite unexpected not like a kind of you wouldn't think of giving that at a dinner party but it was actually really brilliant because you just stick it in the oven for ages yeah. and then you know go and do your hair or wipe up some sick or something <laughs> and then everyone arrives and it's all and then for pudding I did queen of puddings but diglia oh. yeah and that was that was good that all worked fine and then tonight we are having salmon smoked salmon like skewers so you just buy a packet of smoked salmon and you cut it into strips and you kind of concertina it onto the end of a skewer. Well, like a sort of ribbon effect. Exactly. Like, oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah. And then you arrange it around a plate and then you put over lots of lemon, pepper, sour cream, capers. Oh. Taste two sex. Gorgeous. Great. Looks yeah. amazing. That'd be a nice Christmas morning canapé, yes. I feel like, yes. with the champagne. Yes, yes. yes. It's just Jordan. like woman's hour, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> no one has to butter a load of bread. Wicked. So, oh, yeah, so that's... And also, it does, it's not kind of heavy. It's not greasy or fatty, you know. And then it's uh, it's a roast chicken, boring. But I've got someone pregnant coming, and she's really gone off everything else I was going to oh, cook. You, you cannot eat so, lamb when you're pregnant. Yes, I was going to make oh, a tagine. Bop. I was going to mm. make a tagine, and she said, I've really gone off lamb. And I, I went, okay, we're not having this tagine. We're going to have roast chicken with... Um, sage butternut squash which is really good and incredibly easy to do you get uh, a butternut squash you chop it up thinly slice it thinly which is a bummer you need a cleaver do yeah you, do you cleaver it i do yeah great a i've got a cleaver wow. wicked yeah yeah, yeah. Good, good afternoon yeah it's, yeah it's a, it's a it's boring to do but it works really well and it's quite low maintenance thereafter yeah so you slice your butternut squash thinly you you layer it on a baking sheet with onion like layers of onion Salt, pepper, lots of olive oil, lots of sage leaves. Sage leaves in the olive oil so they don't burn while they're cooking. Oh. Lay all that together, bung it in the oven for like an hour more. It doesn't really matter. Take it out when it starts to look burnt. Uh, and then, and also like a, a red cabbage fennel slaw, Ooh. which you can make ages in advance. So you don't mm. have to come. Yeah, you want that, you want it to be a little bit droopy and sucked up there. Yeah, you yeah. want it to get, and I do Jamie Oliver's winter coleslaw, which is amazing. Is that the oh, pomegranate that? one? Yeah, the pomegranate minty yes, yes, one. Yes, very, yes. very, very, very good. And um, it means you don't, means it, it's, you're having a roast without the kind of 
timing panic of having yeah. lots of different veg at the same time. That's a ball egg, and then you get your limp beans. You get yeah, you exactly. Get your limp you beans get your grey broccoli and your limp beans. It's really bad. And then for pudding is profiteroles. This is actually not a very good. Uh, dinner party planner for anyone who doesn't have like loads of time on their hands, basically. <laughs> but you could do something else. The one on Tuesday was actually quite time friendly. You could do most of it in, in advance. But yeah, I'm looking. I've never, I've never made profiteroles before. I'm looking forward to them. Oh wow, me neither. I, I so, probably never will. Let's so be you're having people over, but like yeah. when you go to other people's houses, yeah. you know, because Giles being, yeah. you know, Mister Mister TV yeah. food critic, how 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 are the Corkers or the Walkins received? We don't. Get, we don't. We're never invited to anyone's house. No, I was going to ask. It's like, oh no, Giles Corrin is coming. Yeah. People just shit their pants. I think they just don't invite us. Yeah, <laughs> we get invited by. I genuinely people don't invite us around for dinner. I don't think I'm not sure how many people do invite each other around for dinner though. I'm not sure how many dinner parties of a given evening are actually happening. Mm, yeah. Um, we get invited round by a friend of ours called Henry Dimbleby who is a cook and yeah. doesn't care what Giles thinks either way. He's so, he do the Leon the Leon. Yeah, he's the Leon yeah. he's the Leon bloke and he you just go around his house for dinner and he's not bothered either way so it's fine or when we get invited we get invited around by very smart people who have either have their own cooks or get get, get it catered mm-hmm. so they don't care either way either what what, what happens but re- our, our kind of most rich terrifying friends are the only people who invite Giles around for dinner yeah and of course Giles is in the, the food I can't remember the name the food history programme with Sue Perkins yeah yeah um, uh, Supersizers Go so that's is it, it is so it's catchy name I yeah. love that I love that but does it? Does he ever like come home from a day of filming going right I require turtle soup and you know <laughs> you roast swan very far if he did yeah. no has it, but has no. he sort of come back from anything and gone oh, actually that's yeah, really he, nice yeah he does yes he went away he recently did a programme called Giles Corrent hunger games or what giles corin eat to live forever or something it's out, out quite soon and he went to america to investigate different kinds of diets and he came back um declaring that our children needed to eat more offal oh. and i went yeah good luck and then he made them like offal burgers and they both really loved them so really oh. what like with heart and heart yeah and oh, he made them he made them technical terms faggots he made them out of heart and liver and uh just some like other burger meat and seasoning and stuff and actually really really tasty Sam loves them so So good for you though yeah Yeah. I think they are reasonably good for you but so yeah he went he did paleo diet he did uh, like a raw food diet and he did like a fruitarian diet and so yeah I mean he's always he's he we kind of joke we kind of take the and say oh you know neither of us have any opinions we don't care we hate food it's all just like it's all just bollocks we're all pretending but actually we do both think about food quite a lot and he he definitely definitely does and um, he doesn't eat pro- basically doesn't eat processed food like ever yeah like so can you explain so I think I might have misunderstood this right but I've been reading a lot recently especially on Pinterest uh, about clean eating right which is this new like trend that seems to be coming up in America and I might have it wrong but as far as I can understand it clean eating is just like not eating loads of shit like it's <laughs> It's just like actually cooking some food. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can eat meat, you can eat cheese, you can. Right. It's basically just as long as you don't put corn syrup in it. Yeah. That's clean eating. <laughs> is that is that your understanding of it? Have I got it wrong? I don't. I've never heard of that before. But I think that that I don't think you. I don't think you properly appreciate how bad uh, North American diets are. Like for example, the Spanish don't think of ham as meat. So on on Spanish menus, vegetarian options will have ham in them. <laughs> In America, in, in, yeah, exactly. They got the right attitude. I'm moving there tomorrow. But in America, they simply don't understand 
what cooking from scratch means but not all over america in some parts of north america they don't they don't don't, don't, i think it's some parts of england as well Mm. so clean eating for them that's great i mean it's it's i think that i think the one thing north america can do to stop from just collapsing and eating itself is to sort out their diet I was yeah. Oh. I thought well, that I feel better. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you've got a, a food that is a deal breaker with like friends and or partners, not that you've got lots of partners, but like <laughs> like you know not you know anymore. no. <laughs> but I was going to say like you know when you you love a food so much. You if like... Giles didn't eat coriander, we couldn't be married. Correct. Correct. Yeah, my sister does not eat coriander, and so we can never get married. No, uh, my husband uh, doesn't eat parsley, but I found that out too late. And <laughs> yeah. my, my marriage is a sham now. Uh, it's a hollow shell. Parsley's basically the other one. Mm. Yeah, he. Well, this is the thing that's annoying as well. He claims he's allergic. No, to he's parsley. not. He's not. He just exactly. doesn't like it. Exactly. Uh, and he claims it makes his mouth all tingly, and oh, it's pop, like. Pop, 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 pop. But like he'll eat it if it's cooked into something. Or the oh, other day, what a what a, what a surprise! <laughs> yeah. Put in bolognese. He was yeah. like, "That ham looks nice." And I was like, "That's that's a parsley sauce." And he's like, yeah. Oh, "Yeah, I'd probably eat that." Is that Fergus's? <laughs> Drives ham me and parsley sauce. Nuts. Oh. Yeah, it's fictional fictional energy. Um, yeah. Sorry. What? So, what's your deal breaker? I was going to say ham, but it's a slightly mean thing because I do have some dear vegetarian friends. But there, I remember yeah, but in Spain. <laughs> It's a vegetarian item. I know. They just need to go to Spain. They just need to go to Spain. Um, but when Ellie and I uh, first met, um, she told me that she bought a ham knuckle at the supermarket and then sat in the car and ate it. Really? And I was like, I really With like this. With my fingers. Yeah, yeah, I really like but, this lady. Um, it wasn't raw. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? Oh, I see. Like you a just... cooked ham. Like a oh, cooked, I see. Yeah, so at Sainsbury's in Sydenham down the road, you can buy like, oh, like these. Like that, yeah. These, yeah. Uh, yeah, really fatty. Oh, God, I want one now. Yeah, now. yeah, like a And it was that hot. thing, it was, oh, like, like, it was when Charlie was quite little, I think, I was up all night breastfeeding. You know, you wake up and you're so hungry. And you suddenly got to quarter to 12 and you're like, I... I'm yeah. Mm. I'm going to gnaw on bones yeah. in my car yeah, yeah. in a car park. Yeah. That's where I'm at in my life. That's, That's what's it. happening. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I think yeah. whether rather a deal breaker, it was an enhanced. Mm. You know, I was like, I really like Ellie. She's funny, but I really <laughs> like her now because she eats ham bones in a car. Yeah. But that that that's a little bit of a deal breaker. That love of ham, like yeah. opening the fridge door and just carving off a slice. Yeah. And eating it while still at yeah. the door. I think just having just liking food I think is quite important I don't really I can't really get on with people who don't eat very much mm. I don't want to make out like I'm just like some I'm just like oh yeah you know because there's there's some girls who kind of say because I'm not I'm quite slim mm. so I don't want to say oh god yeah just, I just eat so much I just eat all the time it's just all eating 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 to cover up the fact that I'm just believe it you've had eight packs of quavers while we've been recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> but so I can't stand that I can't stand people who are either like oh yeah god I'm just such a pig I just eat I'm just so hungry all the time and you're like you're not you're lying to me because you're eight stone and you don't your metabolic rate it's not that high mm. but I so I do I don't I can't really get on with people who don't um, who pick at their food you know when you're really hu- people who just get really hungry and just like oh, I've just got I, you know people who just kind of get hungry and eat food and then kind of stop when they're full I think that's sort of normal Quality sleep is essential that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. I mean, Pete would argue that I probably take it too far. Like, I will I will spend quite a long time cooking a really nice meal and then sit down to eat it. And when I'm eating it, I'll open a recipe book and, like, start oh, yeah, reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, what is wrong with you? That's like, you know, having sex and watching porn. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you've never complained about that no, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, not really, not really. Uh, Pete's work makes sense to this. Um, not since university. <laughs> but, but, yeah, food, like, takes up an awful lot of my brain yeah. time mm. yeah <laughs> you can tell how much by the way yeah. we talk now that's it uh, i'm not sure i could cope with being married to someone who wasn't no. interested in it at all no mm. it would be really really hard because you would think you would just think what's wrong with you mm. um we, we once lived with a guy who couldn't eat food if he didn't put heinz ketchup on the top oh that's what i'm talking about this 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 this, this there was this, this moment like we we lived with another couple and she made him a thai green chicken curry Oh, and 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 then he just went to the fridge and he just went, oh, and so she surely just, that's an affectation. See, see, I could not, no, I could I not, know. I could not even look at him. Yeah, but no, Giles and I are actually quite weirdly on a, on the same level about food. Like we mm. were both definitely. Well, sometimes some evenings we'll just look at each other and be like kebab. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 kebab. And we're on this, you know, and that is quite odd. And and also we're on the same kind of sleeping schedule as well and I think in order for a marriage to work that's quite key Mm. you've got to basically get tired at the same time and basically want to eat the same things I think yeah Pete and I do love a takeaway so I think that's that's the glue that holds our marriage together basically Pizza Hut yeah (laughs) listen there's food food and telly based on less (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't worry about it that's fine that's just fine and is he does he provide have you got like a feedback rule for him like if you cook him something He's not allowed to write a column about it. No, you know, um, like, like, because, like, yeah. Uh, um, he, I will know what I've done wrong. If something's gone wrong, I will know. Yeah. Um, and he is, uh, he's very, very helpful um, and gives good feedback. He's never rude. He's not flippant. He, but also Giles will eat anything. That's good. He's not bothered. You know, yeah. I have served him some, when I was still learning how to cook, I served him So I think, frankly, dangerous things. <laughs> like chicken that was sort of like raw in the middle and he would just eat it and just go, yeah, good. <laughs> Different temperatures. Have you have you done that? I love you these know? quail lollies. I love, <laughs> I love this bloody bit in the middle. It's so yummy. I've never had he, chicken tartare before. Yeah. <laughs> 
her avant garde. <laughs> yeah, see, Pete, I think, tries, as is often the way, um, tries to be helpful, but then isn't. Like, so, because I'm quite, I'm very self critical of right. the stuff I eat. If I've made something really nice, I'm, I'm fine. I could mm. be like, yeah, I like that. That's good. I'll make yeah. that again. But quite often I'm like, oh, there's too much salt in this, or there's not enough mm. lime, or mm. I wish I hadn't put that in. And he'll go, no, no, come on, you know, who cares? Anyway, food's just fuel. It doesn't really yeah. matter. I don't really care what I put in my mouth. And then I get like, oh, I yeah. spend my whole week yeah. thinking <laughs> of nice things to put in your mouth. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just fuel. It's not just fuel. This is my life. And then we have a little row. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you spend all week thinking of nice things to put in your mouth, don't you? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that is absolutely true. I never, ever consult him on what we're going to no, eat. No. I just, he just goes, what, we're having, very lucky. we're having this. Yeah. That's yeah. really, that is really, he's really lucky. What's Will's there? How does Will... Oh, he's a, he, he's very um, vocal in his <laughs> feedback for me. And do you know what he likes to do? If I'm just like cooking some onions, just stand over me, not saying much, and then he might suck his teeth going... Uh, you know maybe not that hot or oh i couldn't like, do that yeah, yeah yeah he has nearly been stabbed in the stomach Oof. so i just wanted to check what a real food critic was like to live with yeah just, just, no just, he doesn't do, yeah he, no he doesn't do that anymore he did once upon <laughs> a time like he sometimes interferes with how i'm cooking and makes me yeah. really angry because i just go i am better at this than you are yeah, yeah sorry pete once right i think i don't know see what you think pete once rearranged my kitchen cupboards and i went absolutely he thought he thought he knew of a more sensible practical logical place to put the different ingredients even though he never cooks a meal which is i'm fine with that's the deal i i like to cook i cook he clears up that's fine but the person who cooks i feel should get to decide where the ingredients live Mm. that is weird boy logic Mm. Yeah, that, that we, we, it's amazing we're still together. The parsley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why? What am I doing here, Helen? Can I come stay at yours for a few yeah, weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course with Will there was the pasta incident. What's that? Oh yeah, he came home from work once and went, "Oh no, not pasta again." <gasps> Charles did that to me once. He <sighs> said, "I said, well, he said, what's for dinner tonight?" And I said, "Spanish omelette." And he went, "Oh, okay. Can I just can I not have any potatoes in my half?" And I went. I tell you what, I'm gonna and I and I and I and I said I'm not gonna do a Spanish omelette and I made a dinner consisting of all the things I know he doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, darling. There we are. What do you think would go best with this? Yeah. Blue sherry, wine. Yes. Yeah. It's a Heinz uh, salad cream and ketchup dip. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, yeah, Wilson's it's just, it's like stuff it's a bit carb heavy, Helen. I was like Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is it really? Yeah. Is it really? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> Yeah, I said that in my mouth and in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, let's round off the food chat then yeah. um, with what? Uh, what is your desert island dish? Do, 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 do. do you want to do the music? Uh, you, you do it, darling. You do the music so well, wonderfully. <laughs> Go on. Excellent. Kirsty. Today I'm joined by someone you've never heard of because we've run out of famous people. You once invented paint. <laughs> Tell us about your favourite Diana Ross, Ross record. Anyway, yeah. So, what what, what would be your uh, your well, desert thing, what, what criteria are we basing this on? The thing that it's been most practical use, or the thing that I would like to have the most with me? Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. yeah. What what's, what's your favourite? Oh, like right. you know, it's clam linguine that my husband makes for me on Saturday night. 
Oh, oh, every Saturday every night. Every Saturday night, yeah. Oh, oh. I want to think. Let's just hop over to Esther's yeah, on a it's Saturday really, night. Really, 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 really great. Oh, is it like that El Vongolo, whatever it's called? Linguini El Vongolo. Yes, El Vongolo. That El Vongolo. Vongolo is just Italian. I, 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 lived, I lived in Venice for three months and I, I had a lot of that. <laughs> I thought you say I lived in Vongolo. It's a little <laughs> town just off the Vongole. coast of Brisbane. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, just near Trieste. <laughs> um, oh, yum. That's yeah, nice. and it tastes and really parsley. quick. With lots of parsley mm. uh, and chili and garlic and linguine and clams that we get from the farmers market. And, uh, <laughs> She's a foodie. Yeah, disgusting foodie. She just oh, she stabbed me. And and he makes it and it's really quick and it's just just it's the one pasta meal we have a week because we're so pathetic and it's just really super 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 nice does he put any wine in it or anything or is it yeah, just it's a bit of wine at the end just kind what? of whatever's knocking about oh right so not like yeah. a, your pinot gris your grigio yeah. Yeah. Door, baileys yeah. yes. in a, put, a push yes. a suave <laughs> sometimes sherry sherry works Ooh, fine Bacard. cook it off mm. basically so it's yeah do you do you eat and watch telly at the oh, same time oh yes hooray <laughs> there's a very there's a small debate about whether to eat at the table or eat in front of the telly it really depends on how rocky the evening's been up to then mm. like if we've had if like the kids have been a bit difficult or you know they've been phone calls da, 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 and we haven't kind of settled down to dinner for a while then often we'll just get hit the telly straight away but you know we quite often we'll sit at the table together and just complain about the kids basically Oh yeah, for, for yeah. a bit, and That's then don't watch telly. <laughs> oh god, and then he did this thing so annoying, <laughs> and then she said it was so rude. <laughs> yeah, you've got to you've got to debrief. You've you got do to have to defrag. Yeah, at the end of the defragmentation. Day. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What about you then? Ham? What's your desert island dish? I like salt beef. Do you? I really got salt Yummy. beef with a mustard sauce oh. and um, some nice potatoes. Like, to, like, do you make it yourself? My mum, my mum makes it, and we call it corned beef in Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But corned beef is a different thing here. Oh, okay. But a really yeah. nice salty salt beef. How do you make it then? You boil it mm. in like salt. A, no, it's already it's a salted it's a salted beef and then oh. you boil it and it's really yummy and it's then you really make a like a white like a white mustard sauce. You can have with all sorts of kind mm. of garnishes and pickles and stuff. Yeah. Sauerkraut's really nice. Yeah. It's good stuff. That, have you been to Gabby's Deli near Leicester Square? No. Um, I will take you there and buy you a salt beef sandwich and oh. you'll want to stay married to me, it'll be nice. Mm. Obviously. <laughs> Ellie, my love. Mine is probably, uh, it's a bit boring, mine's probably spaghetti carbonara. Oh, yes. Because I don't make it with cream or onions no, or any no, of that no, no. I've spent many years perfecting, like, fry the garlic off first and then chuck it out so you don't get burny uh-huh. garlic. That's yeah. what Gennano... Who? Gennaro. G- no, thank you. Gennano? That's, that's a drink, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Jamie Oliver's best friend. Oh, Gennaro Italian... Costaldo? Contaldo? Yeah. yeah, that's what he said, fry the garlic and then... Ah. I just eat it. Three fried garlic. Oh mm. God, love it. Oh, and then really, really good pancetta. None of this Cubetti de mm. Sainsbury's nonsense. No, I'm talking the tros. And uh, then just like eggs mm. and really good parmesan and nothing else. But I've perfected that that crucial moment of pouring the egg in at the right moment, and so it doesn't go scrambly. Yes, yes. It's not silky, too... silky egg. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm quite proud of. of and that. do you do extra parmesan on the top? No. Just just okay. keep it in the sauce. Yes, yeah, you nice. know. I sometimes do the Nigella trick of uh, sloshing a bit of Nwali yeah. par oh, yes. in with the pancetta and oh. boiling off the alcohol. That's quite nice. Mm. But yeah, there you are. I think we're all aroused now. <laughs> <laughs> really hungry. Yeah. 
Oh, well, there we are. That's food chat. Do you want to introduce the uh, the next section, Helen? Okay. Well, the next section is, is book chat. Book chat. Book chat. Esther has written two books. Bad Mother and Bad Cook. The Bad Mother and The Bad Cook. Yeah. So, um, now, I, I finished a book last night at about 11.30 uh, in the evening. It's great. Which one? The Bad Mother. What was your, what was your takeaway, Helen? Oh, well, my my favorite my favorite section was when you talked about being pregnant with your second child, and there's a quote in it saying you were in a white carb and telly tailspin. White carb telly tailspin, yeah, that's yeah, one of that my was... favorite quotes from a book ever. Because I was like, I could just, I could see it, I could see yeah. that tailspin. Yeah. I've been in that tailspin. Bad, it was bad. Kitty had um, frozen chicken nuggets and chips for lunch. I think sometimes also for dinner yes. every day for a while. It, yeah. was, it was really like desperate. Mm. It was so bad. It's 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 the most tired you were ever. Like it was, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't. I just completely neglected Kitty. I mean, serious. I mean, just major, major, major. Just like it's yeah. good that she's she's incredibly independent. And I mean, she is now. But yeah, no. Bad Mother was also written in a in the real like dark. Like eye of the storm, Sam wasn't walking. There was a, there was a little bit little. of rage. I feel a lot of rage. There yeah. was a lot of rage, but I I often think that's when the best. I couldn't write great... it now. No, no, I would no. Not say I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. right. Kids are quite sweet, aren't they? They're, yeah. They don't grow up. It's all right in the end. So it was quite. I think it was sort of critical that I wrote it when I was, you know, basically hating every single moment. Of my but that's life. but that's when you actually turn to a book, though, which I think yeah. I think that's good because I remember feeling a lot of those things you talked about about um you know what other mothers think of you yeah. how you're judged mm. how tired you are the impact of children on your relationship mm. me time all those sort of things mm. which are the hard you know they, they're your black times that's yeah. when you really you're going why the f- have i had kids yeah what this, have i done this, everything is, yeah you know my body's funny yeah. my my boobs are hurty my friends are c- my husband's yeah. so much I just yeah. would stab him all I, the time. I, sometimes I would lie awake thinking how I would kill him. Yeah. Um but now it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But no, it does, yeah, it is it, fine. It gets better. It is, it is fine. It I is even fine. like him on the weekends. Like yeah. it's really it's great. I, th- I like to think I've peppered it with a tiny bit of like hope. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not but, all just awful. But it's really important because it's not somebody, it's not a lady in her fifties in a neat cardigan going, <laughs> What do you need to do? Don't worry, just Swaddle. get on. Yes, that's yeah. right it'd be fine because that's what you need you need the honesty and the brashness because it is it's messy and yucky and hard yeah. and but and but, it's not you yeah. it's not just you it's not you it's not your no. fault it's nothing that you've done mm. and I think that I think women quite often come to that conclusion on their own they go yeah, yeah it's crap but you know at some point it'll stop because they talk to other women I yeah. think husbands have a hard time seeing their way through the gloom I mean mm. some women get lucky with a really upbeat husband who's just like it's alright look it's just a process they get to 18 months they'll be walking it'll be okay but some women have husbands who are just like this is crap yeah or, or uh, that line, when's it going to end or Love, you know yeah. you wanted that baby yeah you, that's exactly. a nice that's a, not yeah. that I've heard that obviously but um, but you know <laughs> but that 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 um, they you you end up getting a third child too because some husbands yeah. you know behave very badly definitely or partners or, or, or whatever definitely they can't so, it sends every what bit like little like small children sent everyone completely crackers yeah everyone and what what i what i liked about your book too is that you provided a context for the book and about your own 
how yes. you were parented and breastfed and my I was like the opposite my mum was very rules based mm. everything was clean and neat yeah. dinner times were very strict and oh, so I now you I dreamt see, about living see, in that see, kind of house now, now I, I think I've, t- I've turned into your mother and it was really yeah. interesting going because I was like a mum was always cleaning yeah. and always like the dinner table would be beautifully set mm. and then everything was just we lived yeah. in the vicarage I think I've turned into your mother yeah <laughs> <laughs> And so, I wanted, with that, really, I wanted people to think about their own childhoods and how, what, they, what they've experienced. It's mm-hmm. really important because if you don't think about why you're doing the things, why you're compelled to do the things, the seemingly crazy things that you're doing. Yeah. And you're kind of going round and round in circles going, why am I so crazy? Why, or why am I so disorganised? Why am I so shit? Why yeah. am I, why, isn't why, this not why is life just for, why am I contriving to make everything really chaotic? Yeah. Just think about your own childhood and think about why mm. you're doing the things that you're doing. No, and I and what, what I like about it, what's really reassuring is that you're not consistent. You, you, you're very open about, you're saying, well, I like the structure here, but I chew my son's own food. Oh, <laughs> God, I, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I love that. I was yeah. like, what's that? What's that? I used to chew up Sam. Sam <laughs> Sam's got some chewing problem. He still does. He's not very good at chewing his own food. And when he was little, when I was weaning him, he was probably about six months old. And I had to, I wanted to give him and Kitty the same food. And so I would just give Kitty whatever. And then I would chew it up for Sam and just feed it to Sam. And like a if bird. You, like a bird. Like, <laughs> you know, there's your tea. And if I, if you told me with Kitty to do that, I would have gone, I'm sorry, I'm not that kind of mother. I'm mm. just, you know, yuck. I'm not some disgusting hippie. Thank you very much. But with Sam, I just thought... This is the way this I've got to do yeah. this. <laughs> My second child is now three and a half, and I feel like we're just in the clearing. Like, yeah, and you and it's well, yeah when they just get that bit older you you do yeah. emerge from the fog and you go oh I'm a much, I was there much better mother to my children now that they're a bit older yeah yeah and that's good too because there are there's a, there was this trend I feel for a long time that these really overly sincere mothering books and the way the way motherhood has become so. I don't know. Fetishized. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and now it's nice that there's a bit of backlash to that, that people are actually saying, no, it's really hard, it's really We don't hate our children. No. We, we, it's just really hard just and not, horrible sometimes. they're not someday. a lifestyle choice. You know, children are not an accessory. Children are completely, they are wild animals. Mm. Literally, they are wild animals. And uh, having them in your life in this country where we're so rich and so spoiled and so just like used to doing whatever we want and then instigating it. Yeah. But then a baby arrives and you just go, hang on a sec. This is just, I'm not having fun. No. What's going on? Are there any parenting books that you have found helpful? Uh, I've read them all pretty much. And there's all, there's something in every, there's something to take away from all of them. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I, th- I think people say, hey, hey, don't read any book. No, read them all. Read, yeah. Either read none or read all of them. Yeah. Because there will be something useful somewhere. And you can, you know, unless you're just a complete idiot, you can pick your way through them and think. I mean, the people I've spoken to who've said, oh, but I read this book and it told me to do this. I, I've always thought they're a bit dim. And I've sort of thought, you oh, genuinely can't make, you can't, genuinely can't read another book. Read a different mm. book. Read mm. a book that you that agrees with you or that you agree with and then you'll be friends and it'll all be fine. Mm. So yeah, I totally over-intellectualised the process and read pretty much everything. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I especially enjoyed reading the Tiger Mother book because I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> well, you know, you're just not a kind of mother. You just think, oh, not for me. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. It, seems, it seems very heavy on the admin, the Tiger Mothering. I mean, there's not a lot of 
And you sit down, eat biscuits, and no. watch Facebook while your kids watch a DVD. Yeah. No, you do that. It's just while they play the violin for eighteen hours. Yeah, That's... <laughs> yeah. I think again, tiger again. mothering and that kind of over over scheduling and over kind of achievement mothering are basically covering up for the fact that they find their kids really boring. I mean, the the stuff that Kitty comes out with is absolutely. I don't know what she's talking about half the time. <laughs> she goes, and do you know the octopus one didn't have another. And, and just like that yeah. and then like that for quite a long time and I just think right this is I'm just going to sit here and listen to it and go mm-hmm, really yeah. and then what happened just, it was fluent bullshit coming out of her mouth but I can quite see if you were a different type of person you'd just be like I can't deal with this I can't deal with having engaged having to engage with you and your crazy stuff yeah yeah we're so busy we're just so we're just so busy people for whom being so busy is just such a is a major thing I'm never busy I'm never doing anything I don't do anything and I think I think that's probably actually it's probably not that great to be honest with you, but um, <laughs> but certainly you You've know written two books. Kitty has to make her own fun. Kitty has to make her own fun. So your books are called The Bad Mother and the Bad Cook. Yeah, and you can read it on your Kindle or on your phone or on your computer. You just can't read it as an actual book. It's just like they're ebooks. It's ebooks only. You cannot buy them in a shop. Oh, well, what have we done, Helen? Crack that nut, Ellie. Now, now our, our listeners have written in to talk about their scummy eating. I'll just quickly mention um, this one is a personal favourite from Leah Henry. She says a Dairy Lee triangle wrapped in a corn ham slice, oh. <laughs> a slaggy canapé, if you will. Oh, oh I like that bit. No, the corn makes me unwell. It's like an Atkins snack. So, so yeah. Leah also writes a few minutes later. Huh. In fact, I write a vegetarian food blog, so this is really bad PR for me. <laughs> Should have kept my mouth shut. No, no, don't keep your mouth shut, Leah. Leah Henry. Um, and someone talks about Angel Delight. That's Claire Moore. Gemma Which flavour? Did she mention the flavour? No, she does not. Um, and Claire Palmer writes that she was at a middle class campsite and our kids were the only ones eating pot noodles by the campfire. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank hilarious. you. I love pot noodles. Yeah, nothing wrong with pot noodles. Oh, it was keep it. the way it tastes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's in it. And what's yeah. in it. Yeah. Think about it. In the whole oh, concept. Sometimes yeah. I really crave a chicken pot noodle. I really like it. And Hannah Saunders, who's been on the podcast before, actually, a Big Fish, Little Fish podcast, she said she once ate a pot noodle on the sofa while watching EastEnders with her daughter. Her daughter's four. Uh, no, I've given it. K- Kitty and I have eaten a pot noodle together before. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, I mean, not like every day, but it's not poison. No. It really isn't. It's fine. It's fine. Like, Well, I think Gwyneth would have something to say about that. That's all I can say. <laughs> no. Here's another one from our reader, uh, Gwyneth in Los Angeles. <laughs> She likes to see how many mini baby bells she can shove in her mouth at one time. <laughs> Wax still on. So, thanks, Gwyneth. She's good for food and for vaginal care, I believe, yeah. Gwyneth. That steaming. was steaming. Goodness. Steaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like mine fried, personally. Um, <laughs> now, um, and Katie Jackman writes, a nice Greg's sausage roll is a must when we go shopping. And when we go past Greg's, KFC, Macca's, etc., we let out a loud mmm. <laughs> Thank you, Katie Jackman. Thank you, listeners. And we are your people. Yeah, we had someone come to our show. One of our confessions they wrote was uh, the Greg Sausage Roll, or as I like to call it, the Lewisham Dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you very much, lovely listeners, uh, for sharing your scummy food confessions with us. And now it's time for some other confessions, isn't it, Helen? That's right. It's we're now. Yeah, that's Joe's. Esther, would you like to? Would you like to kick us off? I'm, try, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anything especially scummy that I've done. But my husband, when either of my children have a cold, my husband sucks the snot out. <laughs> sucks the snot out of their noses with his mouth. No. 
Uh, and so he does spit it out. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that, that's probably probably the most disgusting. Oh, I think the spitting out is almost worse. But like, into, <laughs> does, it, does he have a spittoon? Like, what does he do? <laughs> spits it out the front door. Spits oh, it into the thing. Oh, <laughs> really, really bad. Really but that's that a cultural thing, though. Apparently, that I will cult- wipe that. Yeah. I, I pick my kids not out of their nose and like wipe it on things. Yeah, like, on that, the, <laughs> like on the side of the bed, on the back, car, look, other other side of the cushion on, on the, the couch, side of the cushion, on the carpet, and it's a depository for for that, a bogey. That, that is basically that is my most scummy thing. Yeah, thing. wiping snot. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Joe, for that contribution. <laughs> on the podcast before oh we have now that's a good one <laughs> I, might, I might I might follow the theme with the husband doing gross things um, I had a sore throat the other night and I said Will just get me a glass of water and a paracetamol and it was dark and he just got a, a, a cup from the bathroom and gave me some paracetamol and in the morning I looked down and the cup was the toothbrush cup oh, they, had, they had some old um, toothpaste old scale. Oh, yeah, yeah, sediment that's, that's, still, that's still revolting isn't it so isn't nasty. it I felt very ill and he's like oh what it was like night time I was like it's still yucky oh. so I was cross yeah that's really very cross yeah so what have we got left, Helen? Is that that's it? That's it. That we've come to the cool. end. So thank you, Esther Walker. Thank you for having me. Um, buy her books on Amazon. Buy them now. Buy them now. The bad mother, the bad cook. Look at her blog. It's great. Subscribe. I have. It's recipe-rifle.blogspot.com. Fantastic. And are you on Twitter? Yes, at Esther Walker. Excellent. And we're on Twitter, aren't we, Helen? We are. We're at Scummy Mummies. We're on Facebook, Scummy Mummies Podcast, and we're also going to be live. We will be doing a show at the Ivy House in Nunhead in London on the 7th of May for election night. And if you want tickets to the Ivy House gig, uh, just go to wegottickets.com and just like search for Ivy House election night. And it's £8.50 in advance or £10 on the door. Excellent. Great. Well, I think, I think we've done. We've done food. We've done chat. Um, that's it, really. Yes. Thank you very much, Esther, for being a fantastic guest. Thank you for having me. Until next time. Bye-bye. So there you are. <laughs> so, so Esther has a book and she's got a blog, but what doesn't she have, Ellie? I've no idea what you're talking about. A theme tune. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't have a theme tune. You don't want one. Well, she has a fab blog and she's written some books and her first name is Esther. Esther Walker. She's a mother and a lover of food. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I like yeah. that yeah. She's cooking recipes for her family <laughs> and her famous hobby TV dude. <laughs> <laughs> Was that supposed to be to the tune of Love Shack? Yes. Oh, oh. you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.